This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Whole Plant Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. How is everybody doing out there? Really stoked to be here. All right, we're approaching summer now, right? We're in June uh, 2021, and here we are. Hopeland Online, so good to be here with you today. And so we're really excited about our new series we're launching today. This is part one of Lunch Money. Uh, Some of you that um, have heard us kind of explain what that is and why we call it Lunch Money. Uh, Some of you may be wondering what what in the world does does that have to do with the Bible? And it's just more of just somewhat of a metaphor um, that we're using uh, this month, and we're going to be talking about stewardship, okay? And so stewardship, and kind of you'll see um, why we've named it Lunch Money as we kind of dive into the content this month. Uh, really, I hope you enjoyed our worship, and uh, and yeah, I, I'm really excited uh, to do this today. So um, welcome to Hopeland, and, and let's let's jump right into the Word of God today. Let me pray, and if you want to turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse one, and uh, we'll start right there. So Father, we thank you, Lord, this morning uh, for your word. We thank you, God, for uh, what you're doing in and through us. Uh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, uh, Lord, that you speak to people, that you change them, that you convict us. Lord, make us more like Jesus. Do a work inside of us. Uh, God, em- empower us with your word. Give us grace through your word. And Lord, uh, last but not least, God, make us more like you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, so lunch money, all right? Uh, And uh, we're gonna jump right into this, okay? So Genesis chapter one, uh, verse one, and I'm gonna just jump right in and just read the first verse out of the Bible, and then we'll kind of, you know, talk about some of this. But Genesis chapter one, verse one, it reads this way. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, okay? So um, what does that have to do with stewardship is um, that with respect um, to God's relation with and to man, mankind, he's chosen to make stewardship a foundation of that relationship. And what does that have to do with Genesis 1-1? Is in our approach toward God, in our relationship with God, uh, even at the foundation of our salvation, we say, you know, as, as the word of God says in Romans chapter 10, verses nine and 10, uh, and in Ephesians as well, it speaks of us uh, being saved by grace through faith. Uh, but it says in Romans that if you, uh, believe in your heart that God raised him to, from the dead. If you confess the Lord Jesus and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So at salvation, we are saying, we are saying and we are believing. We are saying with our mouth, we're believing in our heart that Jesus is Lord. So we are saying, God, you are Lord, you are God. And so when we do that, when we acknowledge God for who he is at the foundation. When we open our Bible and read the first verse in the Bible, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, okay? Um, This is 
um, how our faith works. This is the foundation of it, that he is God. He is creator and maker, ruler, master, and Lord. So when we do that, we are really maybe even uh, subconsciously, inadvertently uh, acknowledging him as the owner of all things and us as stewards of his creation. Okay, and so um, one, my first point is this. Stewardship is God's method. He's the creator and he placed us here. And so everything in our life, we are stewarding based on the fact that he is God and we are not. That he is the creator and, and we are not. That he is the maker of the heavens and the earth. So because of that, it is his uh, and so we say, God, um, help me to do this. Help me to be a good steward of all that you have created and all that is in my life, okay? And so so that is it. You know, stewardship, once again, is, is God's method. This is how he relates with man. This is how he um, began this at the onset of creation, okay? And then through this month, we're gonna see in the New Testament, how many times this word steward was used in, in relation to our faith. Uh, but I just want to start in Genesis here. And, and today I really wanted to just bring home the fact that, that, that um, our acknowledgement of who God is and who he says he is in the scriptures inadvertently puts us in a place of stewardship. It, it kind of gives us this mindset of stewardship. If we don't have that right, we won't steward well. Uh, because, because, you know, it's, it's, it's more about me and what I did and who I am and how I, you know, it's more of this humanistic approach toward life. But we, as those that have been enlightened by Christ, those that have come to faith in Jesus, our mindset toward life, toward existence, toward history, toward psychology, toward, uh, toward, um, what it, it, life itself, every aspect of it is, I am a worshiper of God and he is God. And so when we do that, we are, we are positioning ourselves as people that are managing his house. Um, he, this is his house and we are managers of that house. Okay. And so, so, so there we go. So there we go. All right. So kind of the, the subtitle for this month is, you know, the title of our sermon series is Lunch Money, what to do with what God gives you. But I'm telling you right now, uh, people of faith, this is the walk of faith. It is stewardship. We're gonna see everything in your life you are stewarding. One way or another, why? Because he's creator. He made us. We were in him before the foundation of the world. He called us and chose us to be here in the earth. We are stewards, right? We are ambassadors. We are representatives of his kingdom. This is his, it is not mine, okay? And so, I, but before we kind of dive into more of the content here, I just wanted to give you the uh, a couple definitions of stewardship, just um, uh, so we kind of get an idea of this in, in the scripture, and then we're gonna kind of dive even further into this, okay? And so here we go, here we go, stewardship. Stewardship in the Hebrew, um, there, there may be more, but I, I, I personally came across two specific words in the Hebrew, 
with stewardship. Stewardship in the Old Testament is really speaking of the culture they were in, that they had house managers or stewards in the house, okay? So you'll, you'll notice Joseph spoke to some stewards when he was um, in Egypt. Uh, um, people with kind of any, any type of wealth or any type of property, they all had stewards. Sometimes stewards, they would steward people's children, steward. They, it was not theirs. It's not their house. They're simply stewarding. That's their job. They're, they're, they're there to steward, okay? You could look at today, like today's, um, you know, the, the term we use is nanny. They're really stewards. They're stewarding children uh, that are not theirs, okay? They are managing and stewarding, okay? Um, you know, a, a babysitter is a steward, okay? Uh, so, so, but the Hebrew definition is, one of them literally means house. It means house. That's what, when it says steward, the true definition is house. So what it's saying is, they're a house manager, okay? It also is used in terms of, of, of leading uh, somebody that uh, is a chief in an army. They would use that word steward uh, or, or commander, okay? A commander, uh, they're commanding a troop. They're really stewarding this, this quadrant, this, 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 this group, this section in, 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 in an army. It means ruler. It really uh, means to be in charge of something, okay? That's Hebrew, right? House, house manager, chief, leader, ruler, to be in charge of something, okay? To be in charge of something, okay? So now you can uh, probably understand maybe why we called it lunch, Money, because as a kid, I don't know, not everybody got lunch money uh, from their parents. But uh, when I was younger, I really didn't get a lot of lunch money. But once I got a little older into high school, my dad would give me a little uh, lunch money. Um, you know, if, if we didn't have the food in the house or couldn't, you know, make a sandwich and bring it to school or nothing like that. But he would give me some lunch money. And so the, 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 the notion there is that that's not your money. Your parents gave it to you um, to manage and uh, there were times, I'll be honest with you, you know what I'm saying, that I didn't buy lunch with it, all right? Or I bought the kind of lunch that my dad would be like, "Are you, you actually ate that for lunch today? Um, so, so, so that's the notion that, that this is something given to us. And we are managing it. And we're, we, it's, it's like stewardship is what do I do with what God has given me? And the fact of the matter is, is everything we have has been given to us by God. It is all his. It is all his. Every talent, ability, you know, every, 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 every ability, every, everything that we even in our hard work and, and, and our diligence, the things we've acquired through that, he's given us those abilities. So we are stewards of it all. So we are stewards of it all, of everything. Everything's from God. Everything is unto him for him, okay? So here it is. I'm gonna give you the Greek definition. I wanna take some time here because I really wanna teach this. I really believe, uh, and we'll, we'll see in the word of God that this is really the Christian way. This is this is the walk of faith. This this is change, This will change everything about your approach toward everything. It, it will change or it will reinforce or and, and hopefully it will encourage and, 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 and challenge us. Hopefully it will exhort and spur us on to continue in our walk with God and, and, and to approach everything in life as it is and it, we are stewarding it and it is a blessing of, from God, okay? Uh, but, but stewardship in the Greek, I love, I love the Greek definition. It, it, there's a lot more um, language that specifically ties to our faith and walk with God in the new covenant um, when it comes to stewardship, okay? 
there are certain parables Jesus told. There were stewards involved. Uh, man, it's it's huge. Okay, so one of the words in the Greek, um, epitropos, epitropos, epitropos. It's an administrator, uh, administrator, one having authority. Okay, one to whose care or honor. Okay, one like it, 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 something's given. To, it's under their care. Okay, anything that has been entrusted. Okay, a curator, a guardian. Okay, a curator and a guardian. A curator, right? In the art world, people that curate. It's not their art. They're just they're just kind of uh, organizing it, curating it, putting it together, curating um, an art gallery. It's not their art. They're just they're just managing. They're they're just there to position and place and make sure the environment's whatever it needs to be. They're curating. We're curators. We are curators for God. We are, we, we're guardians of what God has given us, okay? This is so good. And this word, um, epitropos, comes from a word, epitrope, okay? Same word, just a different um, piece of it, a shorter version of it, and this is so good, okay? This is, this is gonna power you here, okay? So epitrope, um, it means the power to decide, okay? The power to decide. Permission and commission, okay? So, so when we look at this this month, that this, this notion of stewardship in the word of God, this principle of stewardship, this theme throughout the scripture, um, this right here is, um, is how God operates with us. This is how he relates with us. This is God's method here um, that he has entrusted to us, that he has given us. As the word says, richly, all things to enjoy. But this is where our responsibility comes in because he has given us free will and he has given us the power to decide. And at the, at the core of the definition of stewardship in the Greek, epitropos, is the power to decide or permission, that God has given you permission. So here it is. Uh, stewardship is this. God has committed things to your trust and given you permission to decide. I'm going to say it again. Stewardship at its core and w- with relation to, to, to you and God, your relationship with God in Christ is he has committed things into your trust and he's given you the permission to decide. Somebody say this with me. Say, Lord, Help me be a good steward, all right? Uh, Say it again, say, Jesus, help me be a good steward with what you have given me, okay? So once again, first point, stewardship is God's method, okay? This is how God operates. So when we believe, okay, that God is the creator, we are positioning ourselves as stewards. When we believe this, we are saying all this is from him. Therefore, it is not innately mine. I am a steward. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All right? So here it is. My next point is this. Stewardship is the foundation of faith. It is. It's a foundation in our faith. It is, our, it is a foundation in our faith. Okay? It is... In our faith in God, okay, in 
uh, um, acknowledging God for who he is and saying, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Jesus, you are Lord. God, I worship you. Right there, stewardship is the foundation of faith. It is a foundation in our faith. So Psalm 24, okay? Psalm 24, verses one to two. Let's read this. Once again, open up your Bibles, turn there here quickly. I'm gonna give you some time here. But Psalm 24, verses one to two, look at this. Here it is. Somebody say this with me. Say stewardship is God's method. Say that, say stewardship is God's method. Say this as well. Come on, say this. Stewardship is the foundation of faith. Stewardship is the foundation of faith. Okay, Psalm 24, verse one and two. The earth is the Lord's. Somebody say stewardship. Um, look at somebody say, this ain't yours. Come on, tell them, say, this ain't yours. Right? This ain't yours. And look back at that person and say, it ain't yours either. The earth is the Lord's. And all its fullness. It's his. It's his. It's his. It's his. The world and those who dwell therein. It's his. It's his. Stewardship is the foundation of faith. This is God's. This isn't mine. It's God's. Lord, help me manage it. Help me steward it. Help me, help me, uh, Lord, make the right decisions. Thank you, Lord, for giving me permission, but help me with my decisions. Right? The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and those therein. Verse two, for he has founded it. He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Stewardship is the foundation of our faith. Okay? It is. Okay, this, this is it. You get this right. Stewardship. Stewardship's gonna flow. You're gonna, you're gonna produce. You're gonna be a good steward. You're gonna be found faithful. But, but it's at the foundation of our faith. Those without faith have no revelation of stewardship as far as God's way, God's method. This is God's. Do you understand when we look at life like this, everything we do becomes a matter of worship. Everything, work is an act of worship, if you will. Because it's unto him, not unto man. It's just God's, right? The way we interact, the way we steward our relationships, every aspect of life. Whoa, this is God's. It's his. The earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Man, I want to do right by God. I want to represent him well. And I want to, I want to um, honor him well and represent him well. So look at this in the New Testament. New Testament, Colossians. Chapter one, verse 15, and we're gonna read to verse 18, okay? Once again, let's repeat these, man. Uh, say with me, say stewardship is God's method. And say this with me, say stewardship is the foundation of faith, okay? So here it is, Colossians one, verse 15 to verse 18. There's another um, portion of scriptures here that, that just lay a foundation of a mindset towards life that is spiritually healthy, okay? Verse 15, here it is. He is, it's talking about Jesus, the image of the invisible God, the word made flesh and dwelt among us, the firstborn over all creation. Verse 16, for by him, all things were created. 
Somebody say stewardship. That are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Somebody say, I'm stewarding this. Okay, I'm stewarding this. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, somebody say stewardship. All right, that's everything. It's all God's, all things were created through him and for him. Somebody say stewardship, right? All things were created through him and for him, verse 17. And he is before all things, all right? Before all things, and in him all things consist and are held together, right? That's what word consist means, held together. Verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church. Somebody say stewardship who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, hallelujah, that in all things he may have the what? Preeminence in all things. I mean, this is absolute language. This is all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things in him. All right, all things consist. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in, in all things he may have the preeminence, the supreme seat of authority. He is the head of the church. We are the body, all right? We are led by his spirit. He is the leader of leaders. And so, um, you know, this, if you look at this, man, you know what this is about here? It's about worship. It's about everything in life. I mean, I mean, I honestly think every Christ follower, man, needs to memorize this, these three verses here because this just sets the tone and the standard for all of life for us. All right, here it is my next point. Worship is the foundation of stewardship. Say it with me, church. Come on now, say it. Say worship is the foundation of stewardship. Somebody say worship. Somebody say worship, right? Easy image. I mean, this is, this is, this could be, um, I, I believe some of this verse here, I've, it's in a song uh, that's out there. You know what I'm saying? By him are all things and to whom are all, all things, right? Something like that. All right. So, so if you're here and you know the song chat, chat, you know, put that in the, put that in the chat there or something, copy, copy that song up in here. But that, that song is kind of maybe, maybe that's the theme of this verse here. But look at this man. Worship is the foundation of stewardship, right? When our worship isn't right, it pollutes our perspective of stewardship. And let me, let me say it this way. Stewardship is life. This is life. This is the Christian life. We are stewards. When you get up in the morning, you are stewarding that time. We are stewards of time. We are stewards of talent. We are stewards of treasure. We are stewards of our relationships. We're stewards of our marriage. We're stewards of, of our children. We are stewards of our communities. We are stewards of our neighborhood. We're stewards of this earth. We are stewards of this planet. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. I'm telling you, worship is the foundation of stewardship. If we get our worship right, our perspective on life is right. If we get our worship right, our perspective of talent is right. When we get our worship right, we'll manage our time better. When we get our worship right, we'll, we'll treat each other better. We are stewards and at the foundation is worship. If worship's right, our stewardship will get right. So, so we are first, you know, that... Um, we are first doxological beings. Doxa 
is the Greek word weight or glory. We are, we are made for glory. We were created to worship. If we worship right, our life will be right. And here it is. Our perspective must be, my perspective must be 1 Corinthians 1, 15 to 18. By him, verse 16, by him are all things, were all things created that are in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created through him and for him. All things were created through him and for him. All things were created through him and for him. That's worship. All things, all of life, all of existence, every day, he is before all things. He is before all things. We do not have in and of our humanity the capacity to do life right. We need Jesus. We need God. We need to be worshipers. When we are left to ourselves and we reduce life to ourselves, we become idol worshipers and we become alienated from God in his presence. We must make the foundation of our existence worship first. He is before all things. And in him all things consist. Hallelujah. When, when, we, when we don't worship first, when worship isn't our why, we get careless. We get in the flesh. I'm telling you, when we don't worship, when we, we were created to worship, and God, he, he is blessed by our praise. He inhabits our praise. We get so fixated on society and people and things and material possessions and uh, all these things, these created things, and we forget the creator and we get careless or lazy or prideful, etc. So when God isn't honored for who he is in our life, we, 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 we are human, we are frail, we are broken, we need Jesus and how we receive from him and commune with him is through worship. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now that, that bad stewardship is actually bad worship. Worship ain't right. I'm telling you, you be careful what comes out of your mouth when you're in worship. You, you, you steward that tongue a little better. Come on now, somebody. Come on now. Somebody say amen out there. Come on now. I, I'm preaching good here. But, but, but when, we, when we're in worship, we ain't just going to go... Um, when we, we, we worship, when we, we, we invite God and, and honor him for who he is in every aspect of life, we don't, we're not so frivolous with things that we, we say, no, this is worship here. We're not, we're not um, so careless with our finances. No, I'm a worshiper. I want to honor God with this. I want to honor God with it. I don't want to waste it, right? We got to get our worship right. All right, come on now. My next point is this, come on. Uh, stewardship is a healthy mindset, okay? It's a healthy mindset. Stewardship is a healthy mindset. It's the only mindset. It's a proper mindset. It's the only way to approach us, walk with God and, and walk with God and honor him. It's got to be stewardship. It's got to be. Everything is stewardship. Everything is. Everything it is. Everything. Why? We just read it. Come on, go back to Colossians. 
Go back and read that. If you if, don't get it twisted, this is not about me and what I do and who I am. I I go into God to find who I am. I don't leave God and go into myself and to try to figure out the complexities of sin and iniquity in my existence and my identity all by myself. Read the scriptures, folks. When when God's people did that, man, they, they it messed things up. It got them into sin. They they were leaving God. Let's not let's not be so um, humanistic and internal that we just go and we, I mean, we need God. We need to be worshipers. We, 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 we are worshipers first. And stewardship is the only way to approach life and, and, and walk this thing out in victory with Christ. All right, this ain't mine. This ain't even mine. None of this is mine. Why? Why, why is stewardship a healthy mindset? Here we go. Here we go. It, I'm gonna read some of my notes here, but it but it promotes and denotes accountability. It promotes. It points to. It promotes accountability. This isn't mine. All right. You know when 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 our kids um go into the store, it's like you know we've we've had to say a time or two. You're like, don't touch that. It's not yours. Right. Oh, you break that, you're gonna pay for it. We told Nico, oh, man, if you break this, man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to empty out your piggy bank. You're gonna have to. You have to pay for it, right? You have to pay for that. Somebody say accountability. It's not yours. When, when it's not yours, you, you approach it different. What's well, this mine? I'm just going to do what I want with it. Oh, but that somebody say, um, pray for that person. All right. <laughs> well, this is mine. I wait, you know. Oh, Jesus. Lord, come on, get that worship right. Get that worship right. Come on, look at the person next to you. Say, get that worship right. See, it's a, rem- it's a remedy to the abuse of power. Because even the influence and power God gives you in your field, your work, you got promoted. You you have influence. You have power in, in the place you are. You have influence. My goodness, stay on your knees, right? You're stewarding that. It's not yours. God will take it in a second. He will take it in a second. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He, we, that's his. That's his. And the Bible says pride comes before the fall. Come on now. You know what pride is? It's a manifestation of not having worship right and not acknowledging the, the uh, proper mindset of stewardship. Pride gets in and we think it's us. It's about us. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm telling you right now, we want to be good stewards. We don't want to be prideful and think we're all that. You know what I'm saying? Get uh, get high-minded. The Bible says that that he, you know, he, uh, he will exalt the humble. You know, humble yourself and he will exalt you. But, but he will um, resist the proud, okay? It's, it's a remedy to abuse of power. Why, why, is, why is stewardship a healthy mindset, church? Come on. It reminds us that it's not all about us. It keeps us from the sin of greed, okay? It makes us God conscious. Man, this is God's. Come on now. A, a, a stewardship mindset brings worship into every aspect. Man, this is God's, okay? It keeps our minds stayed on Jesus. Man, this is God's. Lord, help me. God, show me how to do this. All right? Okay, here it is. Um, Here's a couple more. A couple more. Stewardship is a healthy mindset. Why? It reiterates boundaries and healthy disciplines, right? Because you want to, you don't want to waste. Stewardship has a way of causing us to think, okay, I don't want to waste this. I want to steward this well. I don't want to be frivolous, careless, but I want to produce. I want to produce fruit that remains. It reiterates boundaries and healthy disciplines. Okay, here it is. Here's another one. It creates environments of thanksgiving. 
right? Why, this is God's. He gave it, this ain't mine. He gave it to me. Thank you, Lord. This is yours. Thank you, Lord. This church is yours. Thank you, Lord. Hopeland is yours. You're the head of the church. Thank you, Lord. These kids, you've given to me. Thank you, Lord, for them. My wife, you've given her to me. I am stewarding this relationship. She is yours, right? Uh, Lord, thank you for that. Stewards are thankful for all God has given. All right, let's go through these again. Okay, let's say them again. Come on, we're gonna get these points in us today. Stewardship is God's method. Say it with me. Say stewardship is God's method. Next one, stewardship is the foundation of faith. Say that, say stewardship is the foundation of faith. All right, next one, worship is the foundation of stewardship. Worship is the foundation of stewardship. And next one right here, let's not forget this one. Stewardship is a healthy mindset. Hebrews chapter four, verse 13, let's go there. Let's go there, Hebrews chapter four, verse 13. There is so much in here. I hope you take these notes, take these scriptures, look into this. Come on, let's approach the rest of this year. We're about halfway into 2021. Can you believe it? Time is flying, my goodness. Um, but look at this, approach it. I'm telling you here, our vision as a church, Hopeland exists for this right here, that you would encounter God, walk in freedom, fulfill God's purpose, change your world. I'm telling you right now, you can be a horrible steward and encounter God. That's just how he does it. Every last one of us in some area or another, when we encounter God, the reason we encounter God is because we need him uh, and he touched us right where we are. He didn't wait for us to be good stewards. But I'm telling you, if you want to walk in freedom, fulfill God's purpose and change your world, I'm telling you, we got to be good stewards. We got to be good stewards. This is, this is, this is where things change. This is where we can start changing some things by God's grace, applying ourselves to God's word, being a good steward, approaching the Lord and everything in our life with the fear of the Lord, the respect and honor for who he is and worship in every area and, and God touching us, good stewards. And I'm here to encourage you guys. If you've been promoted, you've, you've gotten opportunities. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you've been a good steward. You've been a good steward. God is honoring your faithfulness. God honors faithfulness. God honors faithfulness. We'll read in the later this month in the new, the new New Testament says it is required first that stewards be found faithful. Faithfulness promotes in the kingdom of God. You've been faithful. Praise God. I hope this is just encouraging you to continue with your mindset of stewardship toward everything. But Hebrews chapter four, verse 13, it says this, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. Somebody say stewardship, but all things. Somebody say all things. Here we go. All things again. I'm telling you absolute, absolute language when it comes to God, worship, and who he is, and what he owns. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him. Here it is, to whom, to whom we must give account. Somebody say stewardship. I'm t there it is right there. There it is right there. We all must give an account. We all must give an account. Somebody say this with me. Say, Jesus, help me be a good steward. Say, Jesus, help me become a good steward, all right? When we go to be with Jesus on that day, what is it we want him to tell us? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of the Lord. What is that? Stewardship, stewardship, well done, good and faithful servant stewardship. Okay. Stewardship. Hallelujah. All right. Second Samuel, um, chapter six, verse six. Okay. And I, I'm going to
kind of go quickly through this. You can go back and read it. But the Ark of the Covenant, David, they got a hold of it, represented God's presence. It's what went into the Holy of Holies and all that. You know, it's 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 where God came down. It's where um, the glory was, okay? It represented um, God's most holy presence, the Holy of Holies. Okay, so they were bringing it back, okay? And, and two things happened here. Um, the way people interacted with God's holy presence and, and, and the, the results of their life were extremely different. And you could see worship and their approach toward God, um, and principally stewardship here. So I'm gonna read through this, okay? Second Samuel chapter six, starting in verse six, and I'm gonna read all the way to verse 12. Okay, but here we go. And when they came to Nakan's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then, verse seven, then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him there for his error. Somebody say bad stewardship. And he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. All right, um, he, and that represents where they, you know, where God was, his holy presence, and they got familiar with it. They weren't supposed to touch it. They actually weren't even supposed to bring it out on a cart. Uh, the priests were supposed to carry it. So they approached it. They did not honor God's method here. They did not approach him for who he was. Let me say it this way. Their worship was off. Okay, so so when we don't worship right, when it is off, when we're not honoring God in every aspect of life, we begin to malfunction. When we malfunction, our stewardship is out of order and everything God gave us gets distorted or our view of it and our approach toward it is distorted. This is a holy thing God gave to bless um, God's people. This was his presence. The Ark of the Covenant, right, was was in there and the priests were to carry it, right? They carried it from the wilderness with under Joshua's command across the Jordan River. The priest carried it. There was a method and approach toward their worship and they violated it. They they got familiar. They, they, they got in the quote unquote, right? They got in the flesh, their method, their way. And there were... Um, grievous results and outcomes as a result of that. And we got to just evaluate our life. Am I stewarding well? Am I stewarding this well? Am I approaching this in honoring God? Am I approaching my family, my job, my business, my education, uh, Lord, you know, my own personal development, uh, my body, my, 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 my mind, my emotions. Am I approaching all of it? Am I honoring God in it? Am I approaching my stewardship? from the basis of worship, all right? So let's look at verse nine. David was afraid of the Lord that day. I would be too, okay? And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So he, he, he got a healthy reverence for God's presence. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Verse 10, 2 Samuel 6, 10. So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David. He's like, hold up, we can't do that. We're not ready. We ain't ready for this. But David took it, aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Giddite. Verse 11, the ark of the Lord remained in the house. Somebody say stewardship. That's what stewardship means, house. 
uh, in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Somebody say good stewardship. Verse 12, now it was told King David saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. This is my last point. Church, God blesses good stewardship. Obed-Edom, it doesn't say specifically what he did or how he did it, but whatever he did, he did it right. You know, he got it right. There's something right about that brother. He was doing it right. Uh, that, that, ark, that holy ark of God, God's presence up in his house. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit and he stewarded it well and God blessed him, didn't only bless him in his house, but that blessing overflowed and it says that he brought it into the city with gladness. It's amazing if, what, if you steward well what God has put in your house you will be a blessing not only to those in your house, but to those outside your house. Good stewardship has this exponential blessing that flows out. If we as Hope Land Church, if we steward well what's in the house, God's going to use us to bless this community even more. If we steward our finances well, God's going to use us to bless this community financially. One, our vision is to change our world and we're going to get there because we're going to, we're going to believe God and we're going to receive grace from God to be good stewards. And we are going to be a blessing to the city. Obed stewarded something well for three months that somebody just before that did it and he dropped dead. And he stewarded well. I'm sure he heard about um, Uzzah. He's, and, he, and he's like, man, I'm going to do different. And I'm telling you right now, God blesses good stewardship all right i want to pray for you guys i want to pray um, that we all grow in our knowledge of stewardship this month the application of it and and to see the fruit of it um and i want to encourage you let, let this be that that kind of month God, uh, and, and in your prayer times, that, that we would just bring everything to him. Say, God, show me, God. Give me grace. Show me how to honor you. Show me how everything in my life, I can worship you better and even more. Um, I want to pray for that. And then, then I'm going to pray for those that don't yet know Christ and, and, and need to give their life to him today. Uh, but I'm going to pray for those that just over the word that you heard, I want to pray over that and just... Um, and pray that God gives you strength and grace, right? That, that we all would just step up, you know, our stewardship game this month. Uh, so Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody um, that has heard this word. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would give them grace to steward well every aspect of life. Father God, that we would approach everything with worship to you, that everything we do, every, every, every aspect of our existence, of, of life itself, will all point back to worship. And one day, it's truly 
gonna, we're gonna see that it was all worship to begin with. It was all about worship to begin with. So I pray you give us grace, God. Show us, God. Show us, empower us by your spirit. Fill us with the Holy Ghost, God. Fill us with the power of the Holy Ghost. Fill us with the presence of God. Lord, we need your power, your grace, your anointing to steward well. God, strengthen us. Make us, Lord, strong in faith. And, and Lord, I pray right now that if there's any unhealthy mindset, any unhealthy perspective of it, any aspect of life that has been twisted or distorted because of the influence of the world, Lord, I pray that's exposed in our lives. Even right now in this month, that, that, we, that thing is just exposed. And, and Lord, we just drive out the enemy. We drive out the, the, the liar, the adversary, the accuser of the brethren. We drive him out of our lives. And we, we thank you, God, for your grace to steward well, to, to produce fruit in every area of our life that remains in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. And for those that don't know Jesus, I want to lead you to the Lord right now. I want to lead you in a simple prayer. And then I want to send you a, a, a short little Bible study, a digital devotional. We're going to send that to you. And so if that's you, it's time for you to come to Jesus. It's time for you to come to him. It's time to, for you to give your life to him. And so repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I come to you a sinner. I receive your forgiveness. I turn from darkness. I turn from sin. I turn from the guilt and shame and I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, I believe God raised you from the dead. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord of everything, including my life. Save me, Jesus. Walk with me, God, from this day forward. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise God. I'm rejoicing with you. This is the most important decision of your life. And if you want to grow in your faith and just take some steps in your journey, I want to send you a digital devotional. We will text the link to you. To get that link, just simply text the word GROW to 323-405-3232 and we will send that to you. God bless. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you've heard today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.